back to another episode of Two on OSU. I'm Sam Hutchins. Ben Hutchins joins me from Stillwater, where we're talking Oklahoma State football all year long. And we have a third guy on the podcast today, Eli Letterman. Uh, maybe you know him from the Letterman Jacket podcast or his work on Sellout Crowd covering Oklahoma. Maybe you know him from his indoor soccer prowess, too. He's uh, <laughs> built up a reputation there. Um, but he does great work, so be sure to check out all his stuff. Um, that's a recommendation anyway before he hops on the podcast. But we're doing something pretty fun today for Bedlam Week that we'll get into right after we thank the sponsors of the show, all of whom who we really do appreciate. I mean, uh, MidFirst Bank, been great to us. Laserlight Skin Clinic, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, Oklahoma Ford Dealers, Fire Lake Casino. Thanks to those sponsors for supporting the show. And remember, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. Ben, thanks for joining me. Eli, special guest, welcome onto the podcast. Let's talk about what we're doing today. All right, do, do you have the chime handy or do I need to say it for, for the draft? You know, Make the, your best sound, make your best sound. Do, 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 do. Well done. <laughs> uh, we're doing a little bit of a draft here. It's not quite a fantasy football draft, not quite an NFL draft. It's a Bedlam Players draft. We're not talking about positions. We're not talking about most important. Guys, we're just drafting the best players in Bedlam. There's going to be three teams of four players. We all pick. Eli, just because you cover the Sooners doesn't mean you need to pick all Sooners. Same goes for us. Um, we're just going to try and get the the best players from Bedlam on our teams. I don't know. We haven't thought about uh, some some stakes or a little prize for the winner. Maybe we can discuss that um, based on the box score after the game. But Eli, you have uh, the honor of being our guest. Um, we'll let you pick first with, with your best Bedlam player. Well, I'm honored to be making my two on OSU debut. And uh, I'm honored to have the first overall pick here. So I won't, uh, I'll, I'll quit clearing my throat. I think the answer has to be Ali Gordon with the first overall pick. Uh, there's nobody hotter in college football right now running the football, it doesn't seem. And if from an OU perspective this week, he's the guy they got to figure out how to stop. Uh, Brent Venables gushed over him uh, in, in his weekly presser. Uh, it's clearly been the emphasis. And I, I think when you look at Oklahoma State and the offense, it's, if you can contain Ollie Gordon and make Alan Bowman beat you, that's the start to an Oklahoma win in, in Stillwater. But no one's really proven to be able to stop Ollie Gordon of late. So he's my first pick. He's the guy I need on my team. I'll take him off my list. I do not have to go very far. Good pick, Eli. <laughs> You've covered Oklahoma State and OU. You really know your way around both these teams. Um, so you'll, you'll be formidable. Now, how, how have the Sooners done against some of the other top backs in the Big 12, Eli? Is there any sort of comparison that we have going in, what to expect from Gordon? They haven't seen a guy like Ali Gordon. Perhaps Brent Venables himself said it. There isn't another guy like Ali Gordon in the conference or maybe the country. But OU enters this game having given up three straight 100-plus yard rushing performances. So it you know alarm bells should be going off in Norman, and they, they have been a little bit. Um, but, you know, Jonathan Brooks, Texas, 129 yards against the Sooners at the Cotton Bowl. R.J. Harvey, UCF, got over 100 yards on him. And then Devin Neal was a big part of the rushing performance for Kansas. The Jayhawks ran for 225 yards on the Sooners. And so th they've, they've struggled lately. And so that's going to be a big emphasis this week. 
Ollie Gordon obviously is what's going to be uh, at the point of attack. They've got to figure out how to stop him if they're going to uh, to get this last Bedlam win up in Stillwater. Ben, you're my younger brother. You can go next. <laughs> Hold um, on. By how many minutes? By how many minutes are we talking here? It's it's two minutes, Eli. Um, two minutes that have uh, kind of been um, a negative for most of my life, but are now becoming more and more of a positive as, as we get older, be, being the younger brother. So um, another benefit here with, with taking the second overall pick, I'm going to make it Nick Martin, the Cowboy linebacker. Gosh, he has bursted onto the scene. I don't think like anybody would have expected at the beginning of this year with no Justin Wright. Um, Nick Martin has really taken over. And guys, he's averaging more than 10 tackles a game. Those are better than Malcolm Rodriguez numbers at this point in the season in 2021. Um, so I'm going to ride with Nick Martin. I think Brent Venables and, and Mike Gundy, they talked a lot about um, uh, get OU's offense getting the ball side to side. So I think the linebackers are going to have to be big time uh, getting out to the sides, the perimeters, and stopping that OU attack. So I'm going to take Nick Martin with the second overall pick. You know, guys, it, it's interesting. I, I look at my big board now, and it's, I guess Oklahoma State does have an argument as having maybe the top two players in this game. You know, Nick Martin and, and Ollie Gordon being big contributors to that argument. I think OU's the deeper team overall, and uh, maybe a lot of that is just recruiting rankings over the years. Uh, OU has some good players, but um, the first two guys off the board are Cowboys. I'm going to change that. I'll go Dylan Gabriel. Um, he's won a Bedlam game and obviously we're not taking really past into consideration for this. This is all about who we think is going to be great on Saturday, but I, I like to take Dylan Grabiel. I think he'll have a good game and I think Bedlam will be a close game. And what, what did Dylan Gabriel do in, in his other big close game against a rivalry? He led the game winning drive. So I, I think Dylan Gabriel will do well. He, he played well enough against the, the Cowboys last year especially in the first quarter. Not not so much beyond that, but he's played well against the Cowboys and he already has a Bedlam win. Give me Dylan Gabriel. I think that's a good pick. I think it's a big week for Dylan Gabriel and the OU offense. Like all eyes in Norman, and it's obviously a huge game, are going to be on Jeff Lebby, offensive coordinator, and then what Dylan Gabriel does in this offense because the last two weeks have not been uh, what, what Oklahoma fans have come to expect from their offenses, from their Jeff Lebby offenses. And, uh, what was a quiet noise after the UCF game with how they struggled got really loud after Kansas. They threw the ball 19 times, hardly threw it downfield. Weather was a bit of a factor, but that didn't stop Kansas with their backup quarterback, Jason Bean, from throwing something like 32 times. So there really was no excuse for it. And it was a glaring, glaring hole in, in the Sooners game in their first loss of the season. So this week, obviously it's big. The game's important. But for Jeff Lebby, and Dylan Gabriel, those two, they've got to figure out the passing game. So I think it's going to be an emphasis, and it's either going to be the reason we're talking here Monday or Sunday about uh, an OU win, or it's going to be the first thing we look at in an OU loss, I think. Is Dylan Gabriel, that. where's that Heisman campaign at? Because he was a legitimate contender. Is it over now, or does he still have a shot? I think he's still got a shot, but it's got to start with some, not just wins, but big, 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 big performances I mean, it, just like OU's playoff hopes, his Heisman candidacy probably probably hinges on them running the table, winning the Big 12 title game, maybe even reaching the playoff. That's in its own right pretty far-fetched. 
The Heisman campaign is probably in similar air now. Far-fetched, but not out the window. Again, very striking that Kansas with Jason Bean had confidence throwing the ball, confidence throwing the ball late, and that Oklahoma with the guy who has you know been their biggest catalyst this year, the guy who might be a Heisman candidate still, ran the ball late in that game when they needed to ice it, uh, remains a complete debacle for Jeff Levy and the Sooners. I like that pick, Eli, because running quarterbacks have hurt OSU at times this season. That That's going to be something to watch. Um, so in my pick in the second round, guys, I'm going to go with Brennan Presley. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Eli hasn't picked yet. <laughs> I was oh going to ask, is it a snake draft or what? You threw me, man. That's bad manners. No, no snake, right? Well, I think I, no, no, no snake, no snake, no snake. I, oh, I think okay. I'm just a little long winded, and I messed up everyone's flow. But yeah, no, Eli, ben, uh, unless you just worked out so a draft day trade behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting uh, his uh, press box meal, so I'll get two, <laughs> and uh, he can have this pick. No, with mine, fourth overall pick. It's got to be Danny Stutzman. We'll see where he's at health-wise this weekend. But when at full strength, um, I mean, him and Nicholas Martin, that's quite a linebacker battle. But he's got a, a an argument against Nicholas Martin to be the best linebacker in this game. I think that's going to be a really fun thing to watch. Um, he led the Big 12 in tackles a year ago. He's on pace to potentially do the same again. Nick Martin is probably his best rival to get there. Um, and fact is, it's going to come down to his health. He Picked up an ankle injury in Lawrence. Missed most of the second half as a result of it. Sounding confident this week uh, from Brent Venables and and even Danny himself, but I don't think we're really going to know until we get started Saturday. And that is such an important deal when you consider how important he is to the defense for OU, how important he is to stopping the run with Ali Gordon. Danny Stutzman is probably one of those. He he is most weeks, but this week in particular, given who they're playing and and his status with the ankle, he's probably the most important guy on the field uh, on defense. And that's why he's my pick, and it's why he'll be someone we'll be watching very early on, I think. I know I had heard kind of and – I, and I know Stutzman didn't play against Kansas, but it was you know freezing cold there. And was it OU trying to warm up with, with no shirts on? I mean, that, that's the mentality of, of a defensive unit. I feel like he's going to get everything he can to get out there and play. Indeed. He's kind of the emotional leader. I don't know if he was the leader uh, in the attempt to warm up shirtless. They got shut down by security, I guess. Uh, but he is very much so the emotional leader of this defense, of this team. There's no debating that when Danny Stutzman is, is going, this defense is going. And it's sort of been, you know, the part of the tie the last couple of weeks. You know, he missed most of the second half against Kansas, struggled a bit early in that game, struggled a bit against UCF. And in turn, the OU defense has struggled as well. Yeah, sure. Okay, it is my pick now. Sorry. Um, I'm going to take Brennan Presley. And it's because uh, he's been utilized so much more these last few weeks. Sam, I know he had that uh, touchdown on the handoff uh, last week. It's really felt like OSU and Casey Dunn has kind of unlocked Brennan Presley, who has always shown up in these big games, right? Remember his kickoff return uh, in Bedlam a couple years ago that, that really changed that game and um, some of the bowl games he's played in. Brendan Presley's an Oklahoma guy. He gets this rivalry. He said selfishly he's super excited he gets to play in the last Bedlam. Uh, I don't think an opportunity like this is going to slip by Brendan Presley uh, without having some sort of big moment. So I'm going to take BP. Yeah, I, I can see that. And, and I'll draft with, with my last pick of the second round. I'll go Colin Oliver. Um, from the Cowboy, uh, he's playing linebacker this year. And 
he's a teammate uh, of Trace Ford, who high school teammate of Trace Ford. That's an interesting dynamic there. Um, but Oliver, while maybe Nick Martin ha- has kind of become the the shining star there, Colin Oliver's still been pretty dang good. And um, Brian Nardo said that he's worked at unlocking Colin Oliver. And when Colin Oliver's been unlocked, when he's been unleashed, he's been really good. So he's a big-time player. He was the guy who had that sack, I, I know both you guys remember, on Caleb Williams to in the last time the Cowboys won Bedlam. So I'll take Colin Oliver. I like it. You guys have taken two stars from the last Bedlam game in Stillwater. We were all there that night. I'm going to pick a guy I think could be a star, could play a real big role in this year's game, and that's Kendall Daniels. As I mentioned with Dylan Gabriel and Jeff Levy, the passing game is going to be so important here. And if there's anyone who can really disrupt that and and play a role in that, I think Kendall Daniels is up there. I know Cameron Epps, who maybe he'll get picked later, is another guy who could who could get into that space. But to me, there's like a pressure point uh, for the OSU defense to hit this week. It is to find a way to to disrupt that early offensive rhythm, and that's where you talk about turnovers. It's where you talk about making plays in the secondary. Kendall Daniels, I think, could be that guy to to make things tough on on the Sooners. And I I do feel like after watching last week seems to me they're they're very hot and cold. If they start well, they're going to play well. If they don't, they they might struggle to get that rhythm going. So that's where I turn to with uh, with pick number three. Yeah, can't go wrong with uh, with that guy for sure. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna now you know if if you're part of the OSU audience here, you know, turn off your ears, cl- close close it down because because I'm gonna pick Drake Stoops, the guy who of course has haunted uh, the Cowboys in quite a few Bedlam games now. And maybe this isn't as much of, you know, Drake Stoops as it is the Cowboys secondary that guys at times has been very leaky this season. It got a lot better uh, in the Cowboys win against Cincinnati, but that was going up against Emory Jones. And and I, I think the level of competition is, is going to be much higher for Bedlam. So I'm going to go with Drake Stoops to work his way free. I think he catches a touchdown deep that uh, is going to be a blown coverage or something. I mean, it just felt like the Cowboys have had a lot of issues in the secondary that got patched up, but I expect to see maybe one time um, a deep Drake Stoops touchdown. I was sniped by you, Ben. That's who I was going to go with. And I think uh, I think there's going to be a run of OU players come off the board here. Um, and I think maybe in Bedlam, maybe that's where OU's biggest advantage is, is the receiving room. Because... I've been impressed with, with what the Sooners have, and, and the Cowboys are injured in that front. Um, maybe the Sooners were, were better week one when everyone was healthy anyway. But, um, yeah, Ben, the I'm going to take – as I look on my board, I have a couple down here. I think I'm going to go Nick Anderson. Um, and maybe, Eli, I'm guessing he'll catch a touchdown just because he can't <laughs> stop catching touchdowns. What is up with that? Eight touchdowns? That's insane. It, going into uh, into Kansas, it was eight touchdowns on sixteen total receptions. Uh, <laughs> that was an OSU, an, excuse me, an OU record, um, the highest you know touchdown to catch ratio in program history. It took a dip against Kansas because he didn't find the end zone uncharacteristically. But you know, Ben, when you mention a, a leaky secondary for o, for OSU, that's where my mind goes is to a guy who is a a big play threat, home run ball guy. That's the one if, you know, if sometime in the second quarter Saturday, we're looking beyond the OU, uh, OSU secondary and there's a receiver in, in Sooner colors, it's probably going to be Nick Anderson. 
And I think that's, you know, when we talk again, the key to this being Oklahoma figuring out the passing game, that sounds more like what they've been doing. So I think he is a, a really good pick there. That was the last pick of the third round. One more, guys, guys. Round out your teams real quick. To teams of four, Eli, it's to you. I'm going to stick with the wide receivers room at OU. You're right. They're deep, and, and we're talking about a, a unit that lost Andrew Anthony, the Michigan transfer who'd been so great. But to me, it's Jaleel Farouk. Um, he's a guy that could use a bounce-back game. He They didn't get much going in the passing game at, at Kansas, and he fumbled on, on one of his snaps out of the backfield. They've sort of employed him at times as a pseudo running back. Point is, he's the most gifted, maybe not gifted athlete, but when you're talking about the guys in that OU receiving core, he's the one who, maybe like Debo Samuel with the 49ers, you kind of just figure out how to get the ball in his hands and let him, then let him go. And this feels like a game where, where that could be a difference. If we're going to be talking a tight game, Jaleel Farouk, the most talented guy in that wide receivers room, is the one I look to. And I'm sure they'll be creative in finding ways to get him the ball. That hasn't always panned out. Last week, we saw all kinds of creative attempts go nowhere for the Sooners. But if they can get him to work, Jaleel Farouk's the guy to take him. So he's my guy here. It feels like Bedlam's always a big spot for your most athletic guy. Just feels like that, that's yeah. the time where they make plays. Tyreek Hill, Brennan Presley, uh, yeah. the list goes on there. So you, you think that is probably Jalil Farouk in, in, in any sort of NFL combine or just, you know, eye test, most athletic guy. Is it Farouk or who else should OSU fans? I mean, the eye test would say it. I know DeMarco Murray has told, told me before that Marcus Major is okay. probably the most athletic guy on that roster, but Marcus Major's not healthy this week. I'm sure there's some guys on defense, but certainly when you're talking about the skill positions on offense, he, Jaleel Farouk last year when he wasn't the number one guy, really was their playmaker in chief they'd get him the ball wherever he could and he'd go make a play um he's had ups and downs this year but he remains that guy guys we made it all the way to the fourth round um before any offensive linemen were picked and i don't know if that just (laughs) says more about uh you know college football and in the stars and everything like that but we have to give some love to the guys up front that's why i'm going to take dalton cooper the cowboy guard um of course, it's easy to point to Ollie Gordon as, as one of the reasons for all of OSU's success. That's why he was the number one pick in this draft. Um, but it's really because of the offensive line. And, and that's not to be understated how much better the Cowboy offensive line is. Um, in terms of run blocking, that's really where Cooper excels. Uh, but also pass blocking, too. The Cowboys didn't even allow, allow a sack last week. And I think that's going to be huge uh, in Bedlam. So I'm going to take Dalton Cooper. Yeah, Ben, that's a solid pick. And just another one of those guys for OSU that they're going to really need to play well on Saturday to win. That has never been a part of a Bedlam game before. Um, You know, Alan Bowman being one of them. Nick Martin, uh, he redshirted last year. So there's a bunch of guys like that that will get their first taste of Bedlam that um, maybe it'll be the last taste too for a lot of players. But uh, yeah, they'll need him to come up big. And I'll round out the draft with cam epps eli hinted at maybe he comes off the board a little earlier so there he is uh mr irrelevant in terms of draft jargon but anything but for for the cowboys the defensive secondary he's a redshirt freshman too and um but but he's had three picks already he's been a big player and a lot of times it's just been maybe in the right place at the right time ball pops into his hands but enough of that stuff happens and you really got to give credit to epps so he's played well for a young player and um, he'll be facing a big test with, with OU's secondary, 
or uh, OU's receivers testing that secondary. But I'll be watching him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he's responsible for for a turnover. I so think he look- presents. Well, no, sorry, good, good. no, he, he presents challenge, turnover hungry. Uh, defensive backs have kind of been, you know, they they terrorize opposing offenses for good reason. And Oklahoma, you just got to look at last week, Dylan Gabriel, the pick six that got everything started for Kansas. He's been pretty good this year. They didn't give him a lot of chances to throw last week, but he's also been prone to the occasional mistake. That might be the thing that Cameron Epps can capitalize on. Yeah. Now we look at this draft, and I think unlike a lot of years, you know, we see uh, a lot of Cowboys, especially up top in this draft. Of course, the Cowboys, if you just look at last week, it'd be hard to say, you know, they're they're not playing better. Um, Guys, big picture here. How do we think this one goes? You know, I don't want to let recency bias influence me too much. And obviously, recency bias kind of matters in terms of it's not what you did in week one. It's it's what you did last week and what you did yesterday in practice and what you did the last play. But I think the Cowboys, they're playing their absolute best football right now. Part of me wonders if that crashes down to earth a little bit, as a lot of times it does in Bedlam. Um, Bedlam just does weird things and... The the Sooners, they don't lose many back-to-back games. Um, I, I'm leaning OU in this one. I don't know about you guys. I think, you know, you're right. Recency bias is hard. It, it's it's the runaway train that has been OSU over the last four games and um, sort of the, the tripping over themselves Sooners of the last couple of weeks. I think it's going to be, I mean, consider where we were a month ago, how we were looking at Oklahoma State, how we were looking at Oklahoma. They've so, sort of met somewhere in the middle of that. And I, I think Oklahoma State's, I think we're in for a real treat. I think OSU is going to give give the Sooners a really good battle. I, I don't know. I think Ollie Gordon is the X factor. If he does what he's been doing, Oklahoma's going to have a hard time winning this game. But I, I've got faith on the side, I guess, of the Sooners that they find a way to bounce back this week. If we're talking score predictions, I go 29-25 Sooners. Um, but I uh, you could flip that and I'd be just as happy with the pick. I think OSU has everything it needs to win this game. I th- I think it's so cool that we're talking about a game like that where, I mean, we really don't know. We just think it's going to be a great competitive game. It should be a, a thrilling conclusion to, to this rivalry, at, at least for now. So I'm just excited that uh, there is so much up in the air for this game. But I think with that said, I'm, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. And... Uh, I mean, just going from last week, like how could you not say that that OSU is the better team right now this week? The only thing that would stop you and and help you pick OU could be the history here. But I don't think the history of of Bedlam really applies to all the the newcomers and and the fresh faces at OSU like Alan Bowman, like Ollie Gordon, like Nick Martin. Uh, I don't think those guys are scared of anybody or anything. So I think I'm going to pick the Cowboys 35-32. Because Bedlam, it's, it's going to be high scoring. It's going to get crazy. But I'll take the Cowboys by a field goal. Ben, you matched the, the, the total math of the score I had written down. I have OU 34-31. Um, I, I do think it'll be a, a bit of a high scoring game. Maybe in terms of the, the recent Bedlam history, that's just a regular game, high scoring. But um, I, I think that both teams will break off a couple big plays. Maybe there's a special teams touchdown. Uh, but I, I guess I lean OU about a field goal. So OU 34, OSU 31. Well, 
We'll see everyone this Saturday in Boone Pickens Stadium. It's uh, going to be a great weather outside. 2.30 kick, ABC. It is really building up to be a fantastic game. And there's going to be a lot of sellouts there. So be sure to follow everything we're going to write, not only on Saturday, but uh, all throughout this week as uh, we, we look to bring you the best sports content in Oklahoma. So thanks again, Eli Letterman, for joining us. Uh, be sure to follow all of his work. Thanks to everyone behind the scenes here, Jacqueline Musgrove, Michael Lane, uh, Michael Martin, all helping us produce on a very busy week. We'll see you next time on Two on OSU.